1: What's up? What's up? Jared here. And hey, for the second week in a row, we're going to switch up the flow a little bit. You know what I'm saying? So we know that being on the digital front lines is causing a lot of stress for you. So the goal is to provide you a few minutes of empathy, relief and answers each week as we navigate this outbreak together. That's what we're here for. We're a posse and we're here for each other. So take care of yourselves. We work in healthcare. We got this, y'all. I promise. So here's what's going to go down today. We're going to skip our typical segments, flavor of the Week, rap Battle, and What's the 411. Today's episode is the second in a brand new series of panel discussions about how healthcare marketing is changing right before our eyes and what to do about it. Not only now during the COVID-19 crisis, but looking ahead to the post-pandemic world. So today you'll hear me chatting with Haley Height and Dan Dunlop. So give it up for these two, all right? They're going to give you some starting points for your post-pandemic marketing plan. We're going to talk about how hospitals, health systems, and other healthcare organizations ought to start creating a post-pandemic plan now. We'll talk about what we're learning about content during the crisis and how to start pivoting your brand messaging. So also check this out. You can watch this series on the Shift.Health YouTube channel. It's brought to you by Shift.Health, the infotainment channel for healthcare marketers to challenge their way of thinking and help them lead meaningful change. Ready? Let's go.
0: To so many vendors, so little time. Expecting me to know them all is practically a crime, but it's what my job's about. Yeah. It makes me want to shout. Yeah. I need some help deciding who to use without a doubt. Something everyone wants, like a secret decoder. Something everyone needs, like your own baby Yoda. Help me to choose. I can't afford to lose. Isn't there a website that I really ought to use? Martech.health, martech.health. Do yourself a favor, check it out for yourself. Need to find a vendor? This is the way. Martech.health, who you gonna pick today? Martech.health is the vendor directory built specifically for healthcare marketing, communications, and digital professionals. People like you.
1: Founded and run by the OG himself, Healthcare Internet Hall of Famer, Ed Bennett. It's designed to make your next vendor selection process less painful. And here's why. Over 600 vendors across 40 industry categories, verified vendor reviews, and ratings from your peers, a resource library of articles, videos, and events, plus an anonymous messaging tool to get your vendor questions answered without worrying about endless callbacks. All of this is free to use and share. Check it out at martech.health. So welcome to the second episode of Now What? A panel discussion series about how the present and future of healthcare marketing are changing right before our eyes and what to do about it. This series is produced by the Shift.Health network, the infotainment media network for healthcare marketers to challenge their way of thinking and help them lead meaningful change. I'm Jared Johnson, digital business strategy consultant and host of the Healthcare Rat podcast where yes, we rap about healthcare marketing. With me today are Haley Height, Marketing Manager for AHA Media Group, and Dan Dunlop, Principal at Jennings. Haley and Dan, how are you doing today?
2: Doing great, man.
1: Great to hear you both and, and to see those faces, it's it's nice. These times are just so different. And the first episode of Now What? was just came out recently, and in that first episode, I spoke with Paul Soblowski and John Marzano about how the COVID-19 pandemic is a, a catalyst for change in our field. And in this episode, we want to focus on lessons that we're learning in real time as we interact with patients and consumers and how to apply those lessons to take action in the future. So this whole thought of acting now and thinking about the future, knowing that we don't want to get caught and not prepared in the future, that's where we want to go today. So let me set the stage again once really quick of the new reality of healthcare marketing that's happening right now because the fact is, healthcare marketing, most of you realize we're going through a transformative change over the last few years already. Most of you are already looking to optimize your marketing efforts to address the rapidly changing expectations of consumers. And then COVID-19 happened, and it accelerated all those needs. And in the chaos that's ensued, you're likely seeing opportunities in real time to improve your marketing operations, to improve your engagement, your brand messaging, your digital consumer experience, your team structure, and your culture. And all these parts play into a post-pandemic plan. And I'm sure we all recognize that's what we need to be thinking about right now, but you might not know where to start. So I've brought in a couple of folks who can help us figure out kind of where to go from here and what those starting points might be. So my first question, Dan, I'd like to start with you on this one. Sure. So how do hospitals and health systems start creating a post-pandemic plan now so they don't get caught flat-footed when restrictions are lifted and life gets back to some sort of, of normal after this?
2: Yeah, it's a heck of a question, and and it's a heck of a time to be asking that question. You know, in a normal year, when we don't have a pandemic, say a hospital has an October 1 fiscal year start, Normally, we're finding out what the budget is right before that, or sometimes after the start date for the new year. Then we go into a ramp-up phase where we're, we, we have our strategy in place, but we're ramping up production. And it's often two or three months before we hit the ground with any kind of marketing messaging, any kind of content marketing that's supporting whatever the strategic plan is for that year, what service lines we're going to market, what specialties we're marketing, that kind of stuff. And we're not in a normal year. The challenge is what I've gathered from everything I've read about the pandemic and the impact it's having on hospitals, it's going to reduce most hospitals' revenue by 25% for this fiscal year. And I think that's a conservative estimate. So if you normally do $200 million, you're going to lose $50 million. Of that, If you're a billion-dollar hospital or health system, you're going to lose $250 million. And that's really tough to make up. So I think the mindset has to be, to your question, Jared, how do we hit the ground running when this pandemic, when we start going on the downside of that curve that everybody keeps talking about? And the downside will come, and I don't know what month that's going to be, but we need to be prepared for it. Now, going to most of my clients right now and saying, hey, we need to take a day and do st- strategic planning for the post-pandemic era, they're gonna look at me like I'm crazy. They just don't have the time for that right now. So it's a sticky issue. You know, How do we take the time? It's what I call the consultant's dilemma. And Jared, I know you do a lot of consulting. When you're busy consulting, and you and I have talked about this actually, when you're busy consulting and you're full of engagements, you don't have time to plan what's next for your business. So you get through those engagements and you look behind you and you're like, or ahead of you, and you say, oh my gosh, I don't know what I'm gonna be doing next. Well, the same is true with all these hospital marketing departments that are dealing with the pandemic. They could very well be in a situation where June comes along or July, and they're not having to deal with the pandemic 24/7. And they're like, oh my gosh, we need to be marketing orthopedics or we need to be marketing bariatric surgery, you know, actual um, service lines that bring in revenue that have nice margins, but we don't have a plan for that. We don't have creative. So the time to be doing that, no matter how difficult it sounds, and it sounds implausible, I get it, but the time to do that is now, not once you hit the downside of that curve, so I think the easiest way to do it—and none of this is easy—but the easiest way to do it is to look at projects you've you had in the pipeline before this started. You know, you had a plan. You had you knew what service lines you were going to be marketing this year. You knew, you know, that you were going to be pushing primary care or pediatrics, whatever it happens to be. So get back to those. I think the the, the tricky part is going to be. It's not enough just to produce the same creative you were gonna produce three months ago. I do think consumers' relationships with hospitals and the way they see hospitals today is different than the way they saw us two months ago. And therefore, it's an opportunity. I mean, I think through the creative, we can reach these people more impactfully because they're gonna have more of a connection than they had before the pandemic. So I think creatively, I don't think it's it's same old same old. I think you are going to have to make some shifts in the way you you present your marketing and the way you present your service lines. So that, that's it, my quick thinking
1: yeah, on it. That's great. No, that really gets us going in the right direction. I think here and, and already addresses a couple of the the dilemmas, like you're saying, a couple of those blockers, those obstacles that are that are keeping. Marketers from from understanding what to do next. Uh, Haley, what do you think?
3: I agree with Dan. That's actually a question that we've heard quite a bit at Aha Media from clients of ours, and then also just others in the industry. People are wondering, you know, how long is this going to last? And then when this does kind of die down, which it will, what's life at work going to be like for us? So no one really knows yet how long this is going to last. I think so. It's a it's a bit subjective. My answer in this, but. My advice is to make sure you're taking at least 10 minutes a day to regroup with your team. Touch base with your team, get together, talk about strategy, both immediate strategy and long-term strategy. Make sure you're all on the same page. But then I also agree with AHA Media Group's president, AHA LeapTag, her recent suggestion in one of her Writing Wednesday videos, she suggested that marketing teams divide up their days into thirds, so one third of your day put towards the COVID-related campaigns and content creation, things that are directly affecting your job right now. One third should go towards internal and external communications related to COVID. So a lot of you know, responding to social media from your audience, um, responding to internal and external communications, emails, catching up with leadership, making sure your hospital employees and staff have what they need to do their jobs. And then also another third just on your other marketing projects that aren't related to COVID. So you're still kind of working on it a little bit on a day-to-day basis. You're not burning yourself out. This stuff's kind of stressful and overwhelming. So I think it's good to get your mind off of it a little bit each day. Do what you got to do, but make sure you're still getting your day-to-day job done if that makes sense.
2: Haley, I think you're right on and I think Ahava's right on in dedicating a portion of the day to this. I, I think the problem we're gonna run into is the people who are on the front lines, or at least from a marketing perspective, are going to balk at a third of their time or whatever. you know. And I think the, the message is, and I, I think you're right on, dedicate some time every day to thinking about this you know whether that's half an hour or 45 minutes whatever you can do i think the other thing we could suggest is if you have a marketing partner like your company haley or my company or whoever it might be assign them the task of pushing the thinking forward while you're immersed in the day-to-day and dealing with the crisis at hand have your partner Putting, put that strategic brief together, start developing creative and messaging that you can use once you're out of this crisis. So so use your partners really well. Because I think one of the challenges marketing people get into when they're in a crisis is they stop relying on some of the resources they have outside because they're so busy at the hospital. Mm-hmm. So maybe use that half hour to call your marketing partner. Or to get, you know get on a call with your marketing partner and talk about where you want to go and then turn them loose to be doing that planning that you can't do you know or that you don't have time to do.
3: Yep, divide and conquer.
2: Yeah,
1: exactly. That's the true definition of a partner, anyway. And so I, I like just feeling how uh, how each of these are kind of starting points and recognizing that it's going to be a little different, but for each provider and, and yet seeing the fact of. You know, they might be asking permission internally among themselves, like, are we even allowed to think about anything after COVID-19 right now? And Mm -hmm. so to hear this is kind of validating to say, yeah, look, because we like we know like that's part of the apprehension of this whole thing is that not only do we have to figure out still how to deal with this unprecedented crisis that where people are dying in ways that they never have before then we're also, you know, there's just a pit in our stomach about what's coming next. And so I find this comforting even just to start thinking about it and talking about it. So I I, I like that a lot. My next question, Haley, I'm going to start with you on this one. If we dive into content in particular, like what are we learning in real time about content related to COVID-19 as we're going through the crisis? And how can we apply those lessons to our content strategy moving forward?
3: Yeah, that's a great question. We have seen... Two big things at AHA Media, especially with our clients and even hospitals and organizations that we're seeing doing things online that aren't our clients. First, make sure you're using credible sources all the time. It's so important right now. You know, it's important all the time, but especially now because information becomes outdated so quickly. There's so much on the web right now, it's just flooded with. COVID content, many people are just trying to get a word in. They're trying to get something out there to be relevant. But some people are linking to and sourcing things that aren't necessarily accurate, or they're already outdated, or we've seen quite a bit of people linking to and sourcing non-peer-reviewed studies that contradict other information out there. You know, that confuses audiences. It leaves people overwhelmed. It leaves people thinking, I don't know what to believe. So make sure when you're producing content, you're sourcing credible sources like the CDC, NIH, WHO, World Health Organization, .gov websites, peer-reviewed studies, just focus on that because that's gonna keep you as accurate and relevant as possible. And then the second thing that we've seen a lot of, make sure you are using plain language because there's so much jargon going around, there's complex terms being used all the time, asymptomatic, pathogen, underlying conditions, incubation period, quarantine, Does everybody really know what those mean? Good point. (laughs) You want to make sure your audience fully understands those terms if you are using them in your content. Explain what they are when you use them. You should be using plain language all the time, not just during this pandemic. But we have to do a better job of explaining what those terms mean so that, again, people aren't left confused and overwhelmed. It's really all about helping our audiences and kind of easing their concerns and fears as best as we can.
2: Yeah. What do you think, Dan? You know, and I'm probably stating the obvious, but to me, to reiterate a point Haley was making was it's about credibility and not only having credible sources, but um, having a credible delivery of information. And um, I think even though video was really popular before this crisis happened, I really feel like video has come of age. During this crisis, and and to audiences where it wasn't as popular before, you know, my wife and I did a video call with her parents who were like 80 years old on Sunday, and it was their first time using Zoom, and it was so awkward, you know, but but they loved it, you know, and, and this was their introduction to it, and I think throughout this crisis, a lot of people have been introduced to video and, and will be introduced to video who, who weren't involved with video in the past, and so. I I think as we move forward and we think about content, I think, and credibility, I think video is such a strong platform. And one of the propensities that hospitals have is to think, oh, we need to put our administrator on camera, you know, or, or our CEO or whoever that happens to be. I would caution people to avoid that tendency. Have doctors and nurses, you know, actual providers on camera giving facts. You know, because people are so confused, as Haley mentioned, they're so confused about what they're reading. They're getting all different kinds of information. Yesterday, there was a report that, you know, you need to be 27 feet away from people, because that's how far those molecules will travel when someone sneezes. Other people are saying six feet for social social distancing. So what is the reality? So people are confused, you know, and rightfully so. So I think, By putting, um, oh man, I was on Facebook yesterday, the day before working on a piece I was working on. And it was amazing to read, there was a a doctor was sharing her story from an ER and her experience working in ER during this crisis in New York City. And I read through the comments and it was amazing how many people were commenting who didn't believe it, who thought it was made up, Wow. It was just unbelievable. And and wow. and there and we can't discount that. There are a lot of people out there who think a lot of elements of this crisis are made up. So I think by putting your doctors and nurses on video in their hometown, you know, and they know what hospital you're coming from. If it's Jefferson Regional Medical Center in Pine Bluff, Arkansas, you've got a local doctor there who grew up in that community and who's practicing medicine there, talking to the people in the community about what they're experiencing, giving advice about stay home, you know, don't come to the hospital unless you have this, this, and this symptom. You know, I think that's the kind of communication that people are responding to right now. It's believable. This is not a time for ads. You know, this is not a time for traditional marketing. Having your best clinicians talking on video is credible, authentic, and believable. So I think, As we come out of this, I think video will be more and more important as a communication tool. It was probably gonna be anyway, but certainly this has catapulted video in much the same way as catapulted telemedicine. Now, telemedicine will never go back to what it was. It's gonna be a much bigger thing moving forward.
3: Yeah, going back to a part of um, Jared's question, after this is all over, I think your point, Dan, it's still gonna be incredibly influential to get those experts in front of cameras and to get them in your content. Because no matter what we're going through, if we're going through a pandemic or not, anything health related, they're on the front lines, they know, they know better than anybody, you know? And they're probably the most trustworthy voice. So it's still something to carry forward in your content strategy moving forward.
1: Agreed. Visually, even if you don't watch a video, if you're watching it on mute and, you're, and it's not captioned and you, you know, you're just flipping through your feed and you see a video, with a brand and and there's somebody who's very clearly a doctor visually like that tells a very different story of trust like no matter what they even say at that point so even just realizing those visual cues are are very important uh, moving forward
0: i need a dime ain't faking a book.
1: That rhythm, that new life you're looking for. Ultera Digital, marketing forward. Okay, now back to the podcast, right? Cause it's pretty legit. So once again you are tuned into Now What? A panel discussion series about how the present and future of healthcare marketing are changing right before our eyes and what to do about it. This series is produced by the Shift.health Network the infotainment media network for healthcare marketers to challenge their way of thinking and help them lead meaningful change. I'm here with Haley Height and Dan Dunlop. All right, Dan, I'm I'm gonna throw this next question to you, which is uh, how should hospitals and health systems be pivoting their brand messaging? So kind of the the brand messaging strategy, how should they be pivoting that? Uh, What should they be talking more about and less about? It's important as they're
2: strategizing, looking at this hopefully ending soon, I think I think you need a plan as a hospital for how do we come out of this? How do we recognize the contribution of the community? How do we recognize the contribution of our healthcare providers, of all of our employees? There needs to be a plan for that. You know, how do you exit this um, COVID nineteen disaster, and then how do you ramp up? your traditional marketing. And I think one of the ways you do that, one of the ways you make that transition in messaging, because it could seem crass if all of a sudden, one day you're doing COVID-19, the next you're marketing some kind of, you know, elective procedure or whatever. So you you want people right now thinking about the hospital as their year-round healthcare provider. The idea is, and as a safe option for healthcare, because a lot of people, I would assume, when this is over are going to be fearful of going to healthcare facilities because they're going to think my gosh that's where I could get the virus even though the virus is gone and no longer an issue at that point or at least hopefully gone. So we want to start putting people at ease and I've seen some people doing a really good job of this promoting themselves as as your healthcare provider in good times and bad. You know reminding people that we're there when you're having babies. You know, we're there when you have a broken arm and we're there when you have COVID-19. I mean, that's the truth of it. But it's important, I think, to keep that context there, not just to be the COVID-19 provider, that you are their provider for a lifetime of care. I saw this morning on Facebook, a hospital, I'm looking, I made a note, where is, oh, Copley Hospital in Morrisville, Vermont, had a little Facebook ad in their news stream, and it said, we continue to serve. And I thought that was such a nice message, you know, and they're not just there for COVID-19. And that's the message. And last week, they ran a similar message, which was, if you're really ill, and you need help, come to the hospital. You know, we're not closed. You know, we're not only dealing with COVID-19. Now, we hope most of you don't need to come to the hospital and have something that won't require that. But if it's emergent, please come, you know, and there's, there's no place better to deal with that than your local hospital. So I think I think in the communication we do today around COVID 19, we can be laying the foundation and reminding people that we are their provider day in and day out, not just in a crisis.
1: That's great, Haley. What do you think?
3: Yep. So I think I think right now, where we're at right now, brand messaging definitely shouldn't be about business building right now. For the time being, it's not you know, come here to get your knee replaced or have bariatric surgery or, or whatever. I think we all know that. But I think messaging should still be made relevant to what's happening and it can still relate to both the pandemic and your hospital's mission. We've seen quite a few examples of hospitals doing a really good job of this. Texas Children's Hospital is one of them. They, um, they recently published a blog on the importance of breastfeeding during a pandemic. So, you know, they know the topic of breastfeeding, that's their expertise being a children's hospital, but they're tying it back to what's going on right now and what's on people's minds. Because right now, to be honest, people are worried about this. It's really hard to get your mind off of it and to feel comfortable, I guess, thinking and researching other things when you can't stop thinking about what's happening in the world. So they're meeting their audience where they are while still being relevant to their mission. Shriners Hospital, they had a social media post, I think it was Instagram, about National Puppy Day, something, you know, who could tie that to COVID, right? But they tied it to stress relief and how animals are there and help de-stress us and all that, you know, being home more often, be with your animals, take the, you know, get that stress out. So they still made it relevant. And it's, it's something that's more uplifting, empathetic, kind of ties with the heartstrings a little, but it's still, it gets their name out there. So doing things like that, things that are going to make people feel a little bit more upbeat, but still, I guess, promotes your hospital in a way. You know, you're still out there. You're visible to your audience. Things like that are what should be happening now and moving forward too, not just strictly the overwhelming, I guess, kind of depressing content about COVID and what's happening in the world.
1: For sure. So what I'm hearing you both saying is that we, we have permission to find ways that it makes sense to share this message of continuity of care. Oh, there I go with jargon again, my bad. The thought that we are there, we were already there, we're there now and we'll be there in the future for you. I think that, that does say a lot and that does make sense in terms of uh, something that communicates your care for the work that's going on now, your appreciation for your frontline workers, There's a significant thank you message and needs to be part of our brand messaging. And what I heard in both of you, those examples, there are ways to do that that still help people realize what's going on in the past and the present and the future, so.
3: Yeah, that actually brought to mind one more thing, if you don't mind, Jared. One of the examples I saw, it's not a hospital, actually. Dave Ramsey Solutions, his company, they post periodic good news updates related to the pandemic. It could be like, vaccinations that are in the work, or like you said, statistics on healthcare workers that are coming out of retirement or like anything like that. It's still related, but it, it's good news. You know, like, let's get some good news out there. Let's get some good stories, some um, inspirational things that are happening in the world to kind of keep us all going. You know, we got, we got to get that motivation to keep, keep moving forward.
2: Yeah, that's why I think it's so important right now for hospitals to be pushing out some positive news related to the crisis. So thanking local businesses for making donations of masks and surgical gowns, whatever it might be, listing the donors, doing a Facebook post that lists the donors, you know, celebrating those. I was talking to a hospital in Maine this morning where they've had you know 3,000 masks donated in the last week, and I can't remember how many down but it was some huge number and they're they're running facebook posts celebrating that and thanking the community so it's a nice time for really extending that relationship with the community and and tightening that that relationship with the community so when you come out of this you come out with that stronger bond because people don't like to think about us day in and day out. Hospitals are not right. people's favorite thing to think about. But right now, they're very top of mind and 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 hate healthcare workers kind of have this halo around them. I normally am not a huge fan of using healthcare workers, doctors or nurses in ads, because I, I think it's about the patient in the end. But coming out of this crisis, I do believe we will use more healthcare workers in our advertising because they do carry with them that goodwill coming out of the
1: crisis. Cool. All right. Well, so we're on to kind of our final thoughts, kind of um, anything that we haven't really touched on yet for healthcare marketers and communicators to keep in mind that will help them both now during the crisis and, and in the future in the post-pandemic world, whenever that's going to be. I'm not asking for predictions on when that will be, but uh, Haley, why don't we start with you? Anything uh, we haven't touched on yet?
3: Sure. So speaking to healthcare marketers directly, I know you guys are putting out fires constantly. You're scrambling to be relevant right now. You're scrambling to do what you have to do, what your leadership wants you to do right now. But this is definitely not a time to forget best practices, right? We got to remember those. It's not a time to forget about what your audience truly needs from you. Even if your C-suite is telling you to get info up on your website as quickly as possible, just throw it up there. You know, Maybe they're saying that. Do it in the right way still. Make sure you're following those web writing best practices. Use plain language. Use images that convey empathy and expertise, not fear. Stop using that image of
2: (laughs) COVID. Oh my gosh.
3: (laughs) It's everywhere. But um use formatting, you know, break up your content, subheads, bullets, include links to other pages so that you're not just plastering this huge chunk of content on your website. Still think about your user experience. I know it takes a little bit more time, but you can't throw that out the window because it still matters. Put thoughts behind your efforts, no matter how crazy things are right now, because in the long-term, it'll pay off, it's gonna help, it matters still. Thank you.
2: I don't wanna follow that one. Um, <laughs> you know, for, for the last two years, I've been on a rant about healthcare marketing We just spew useless content and it's stuff about us. It's not relevant to the consumer. And what I want is people to think of marketing as community building, to go to work every day thinking, I'm going to build community with these audiences. And if you do that, you stop spewing crap and you start focusing on being helpful and useful and providing information that people really value. And suddenly you're of value then and people start noticing your communications and, and absorbing that communication. And we've been given a gift in this pandemic in that we are now more connected as hospitals to our communities than we ever have been. You know, there's nothing like a crisis to bring us together. And that truly is a gift. You know, when I preach about community building, people wonder, oh, how am I going to do that? Well, man, the pandemic has done it for you. We now have communities that have united. I mean, people all over the country are sewing masks. My wife is sewing masks in our living room right now to donate to local hospitals and other healthcare organizations. So we have this gift, so let's take advantage of it moving forward. And embrace it and make sure we celebrate the community, you know, as we come out of this crisis. And then moving forward, let's not let that community building that's happened over the last few months slip away. Let's use it as an opportunity to really jumpstart future community building that we're going to do. So take those relationships. I mean, put up a darn plaque inside the hospital recognizing all the people who helped you through the COVID-19 crisis. Celebrate those people. Do a banquet. I mean, really take that community that you built during this thing and carry it forward with you. Don't just leave it behind the day the crisis is over.
1: Such a good point, I can visualize that type of thing and, and hopefully uh, we'll see providers take that into account and this really is the time to to get some extra uh, traction by thanking those in the community and building a community in that way I think my if I had a you know one other thing, it would be to recognize that whenever whenever things do open back up and kind of start getting back to a status quo of, of some kind that that it's also an opportunity to open up yourselves and try new things that that you haven't done before or that you've talked about and just haven't had the impetus. I mean, telehealth, telemedicine is the perfect example where, look, we may have talked about it and researched it and thought about it for years and it just didn't come to fruition for whatever reason. And now we're scrambling. So that's a non-marketing example in most cases, but... In the same way with marketing, what tactics, what messaging have we wanted to share? Have you wanted to do more thank you messaging for your community or for for employees or for patients and just haven't done it? Well, now might be the time to try that while we're recognizing that there is no normal anymore. So that'd be the thought is just to recognize how this really is the time to open up and and actually try some of those things that you've been wanting to. And everyone's going to have more leeway that way. I feel like even as, you know, in the midst of a, if it's a 25% New revenue reduction, everyone's going to be scrambling anyway. So to have any of these pieces together as we kind of put all this together into the, what that post-pandemic plan is, I, I appreciate your thoughts and your time to, to both of you, Haley and Dan. Thanks so much for for joining the, the conversation for giving us a lot to think about.
2: Yeah, thanks, thanks for
1: having Jared. me. So thank you for tuning in. Thank you for joining Now What? We have future episodes coming along the way, so keep an eye out for that. This series is produced by the Shift.Health Network, the infotainment media network for healthcare marketers to challenge the way of thinking and help them lead meaningful change. Thank you for tuning in. Hey, everyone, one quick note. Go check out the video series. It's called Now What? And you can find it by searching on YouTube for Shift.Health. Don't forget to join the posse. Listen, subscribe, leave a review, and tell your friends. Healthcare Wrap is an Altera Digital production and a member of the Shift.Health network. So on behalf of Haley, Dan, and myself, keep marketing forward. Thanks, and that's a wrap.